In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. We are now more than halfway through our blessed journey of the Great Fast. In the first Sunday of this journey, our Mother, the Church, taught us about the Kingdom of Heaven and how we should surrender to our Heavenly Father in all things. In the second Sunday, we focused on the temptation of our Lord Jesus Christ in the wilderness and how faith defeats the temptations of the enemy. Last week, we saw a beautiful story of repentance and renewal in the parable of the prodigal son. This week, the church gives us the story of our Lord's encounter with the woman of Samaria. The story of the Samaritan woman is very rich and full of spiritual treasures, but there is one aspect of the story that is greatly emphasized by tonight's Gospel reading from the Sermon on the Mount in Luke 12, in which our Lord Jesus Christ teaches us not to worry or have any anxiety about what we will eat and drink, our bodies or our clothing. Instead, our Lord teaches us to seek the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to us. In other words, our Lord teaches us here not to feel anxiety about the things of the world, but instead to focus on the kingdom of God above all other things. This gospel reading relates to the Samaritan woman in the following ways. First, we see that the Samaritan woman felt anxiety about the judgment of others. She was worried about what people would say about her in light of the life she lived. In the Gospel account of her encounter with Christ from John 4, we see in verse 7 how the Samaritan woman came to the well at the sixth hour. The Jewish day began at 6 a.m. and ended at 6 p.m. So the first hour is 6 a.m., the third hour is 9 a.m., and the sixth hour is 12 p.m. This means that the Samaritan woman went to draw water from the well at the hottest time of the day when the sun was directly overhead. She did this because she was afraid of the judgment of the people. She knew very well that she did not live a virtuous life and that others around her were aware of this. Because of this, she wanted to hide from everyone. She was anxious about their opinions and their judgments. She felt this fear and anxiety, of course, before she had the encounter with our Lord Jesus Christ, but what about afterwards? After she encountered the Lord face to face, her anxiety about the words and the judgments of others melted away completely. Verse 28 says, The woman then left her water pot, went her way into the city, and said to the men, Come see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came to him. No longer was she ashamed to be seen by the people. No longer did she worry about their, their judgments and whispers concerning her and the life she led. Instead, her anxiety melted in the face of Christ. When she tasted the pure and sweet living water he offered her, she sought the kingdom of God over her anxiety about what people would say or how they would judge her. Not only that, but how did the people respond? Keep in mind that these people clearly had been judgmental to her in the past. Otherwise, why would she want to avoid them? However, after she ran down to them with all confidence, embracing the light of Christ, 
and preaching the living water, the Gospel tells us that many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified, He told me all that I ever did. Let us meditate on this amazing reality, how faith in the Lord can transform an anxious woman living in sin to a great evangelist who converts many people. This is possible only if we seek the kingdom of God first in our lives. Secondly, the Samaritan woman felt anxiety over who she would marry. We know that the man with whom she was living was not her husband. We see that she had a need to constantly be attached to someone. She was anxious about this, never wanting to be alone. This anxiety caused her to make the wrong choices. The Gospel does not tell us what happened to the five husbands, but we know at the very least that the last person she was living with was not her husband. This anxiety she had to be with someone led her to lead a sinful life in living a man who was not her husband. This anxiety is very common among our youth and young professionals today. Young men and women become so focused on who they will marry, who will be their spouse, that they fall into sin in the midst of their anxiety. Why? Because in their anxiety, they become attached to the wrong people for the wrong reasons. For example, many young people today express a desire to have a boyfriend or girlfriend even when they are very young, like those in junior high, high school, and even college. They don't realize that they don't have the mental, emotional, and spiritual maturity to choose the right person for them. They don't realize that their mindsets and spiritual levels while in junior high are very different than their mindsets and spiritual levels while in college. Things constantly change as they develop and mature. If this is the case, what is the point in committing to someone today who will not be around tomorrow? It only causes pain and leads to sin. Another example are those who are of the right age and maturity to get married, but nonetheless they choose a spouse based on the wrong reason such as physical appearance, wealth, or nationality. St. Gregory the Theologian teaches us that we should include God in this important decision of our lives, saying, When you mean to take a spouse, don't go running to people, but to God. Tell God, appoint for me the one whom you have prepared for me in your providence. Entrust this matter to God, and he will reward you for granting such a great honor to him. The Samaritan woman did not entrust this decision to God, but rather she kept making her own decisions, going from husband to husband. What was the result? Did she find happiness? No. But rather she ended up living with the man who was not her husband. She ended up having to go through great suffering and affliction every day to get water from the well at the hottest time of the day to avoid the judgments of people around her. She ended up constantly getting water that did not quench her thirst. She lived with this anxiety before her encounter with the Lord, but what about afterwards? After she met the Lord face to face, her anxiety about her spouse melted away. She was no longer concerned with spouses, because she found the true husband of our souls, as the scholar Origen says. Christ touched her heart, 
and attracted her to him more than any husband could have done. According to tradition, the Samaritan woman, whose name is Saint Fotini, became a missionary with her seven children after this encounter until all of her children were beheaded by the Emperor Nero. A short while afterwards, she herself departed in peace. Notice, however, that she had no husband with her in this new life as a missionary, for she found Christ, the true husband of our souls, and no longer had any anxiety about this. There are many more examples and beautiful meditations that we can make about the Samaritan woman, but for the sake of time, I would like to conclude with the word about how we can apply these meditations in our lives. As we saw in the story of the Samaritan woman, anxiety is a fear of a future misfortune or disaster. The Samaritan woman was anxious about the judgment of the people who would do harm to her and her reputation openly with their words in the future. She was anxious about her spouse because she feared that she would be alone in the future. The only way we can overcome this anxiety is to dedicate ourselves completely to the providence of God and His loving kindness. We must see God acting in every aspect of our lives. Yes, even in this coronavirus pandemic, God shapes human history for our benefit and salvation and for that of the entire world, which he brought into existence in his love. To apply this in our lives, we must first have confidence in our relationship with God. We must have confidence that we are living the gospel and imitating the example of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is why the first verse of the gospel says, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. We will not worry about our lives if we are confident that we are living our lives in the right way. Secondly, we must have confidence in the love and care of God, whom we worship and glorify. This is why in the version of tonight's gospel from St. Matthew, the passage ends with these words, Take no thought for tomorrow. So we first focus on our relationship with God in the present, and secondly, avoid worrying about tomorrow. May our Lord Jesus Christ, the true husband of our souls, grant us the faith and the ability to grow in our present relationship with him and focus on the kingdom of heaven more than the care of tomorrow. And glory be to God forever. Amen.